0: I don't know if you're aware of this, you may be because it's within the hymnal, but one of the largest, well, the largest Methodist church in the world is in Seoul, South Korea. The, the nation of South Korea is a very Christian nation, and in that in particular is a very United Methodist, or very Methodist, rather, country. Uh, it's a separate Methodist church from the United Methodist church, but it's a very Methodist church, country. And it's interesting that if you go back and read the stories of some of the first missionaries, South Korea, one sticks out in particular. It's called by God to to serve in this on the mission field there in Korea. He left and went there and worked hard. Worked so hard. His first year he fasted and prayed and sought the Lord and preached across the nation. Had no converts. So the second year, he redoubled his efforts, worked harder, prayed more, fasted more, preached more. In year two, no converts. Year three, no converts. Year four, no, con- no converts. Year five, no converts. Six, seven, eight, no converts. You're nine, nothing, no converts. So there he is, fixing to finish up his 10th year of ministry in Korea with no converts. All this work, all this toil, all this sweat, all this preaching, all of his work, nothing. Nothing could come of it. So there he was, finishing up his 10th year, and he said, Lord, if something doesn't happen this year, I'm returning to America. Because it's obvious I was not obedient, or I wasn't the right guy, or whatever reason. It's obviously it is not working, so I will return to America. So right as the 10th anniversary drew close, he was in this village and was invited into the home of one of the leaders in this village and presented the gospel to this man. He accepted the Lord. After 10 years of work, one convert, one convert after all those years of work, one. Well, then this man led his family to the Lord. And then this family led their village to the Lord. And then this village led that entire region of the nation to the Lord. And now South Korea is one of the most Christian countries out there. There's a Korean creed in our hymnal. (laughs) Because of that effort and that work and those seeds that were planted, they took root and led to a harvest there in this country that has changed that part of the work. Can you imagine 10 years of work and nothing? And then finally you get one. the lord blesses in ways that you can't even fathom i love joel in this text we read here he says i love in particular he says this verse 20 25 i'll repay you for the years that the swarming locust has eaten the hopper The destroyer and the cutter. In in Israel's days and these days, uh, the most fearsome sound you could think of was the locust. (laughs) The swarming locust. Because, you know, if the locust, when they destroyed your crop and ate everything, you couldn't just go to Walmart. You had nothing. You were going to starve. So the locust coming quite often would mean death. So we see here that the Lord's saying, yes, you have been devastated. The locust has come. It has destroyed your crop. It has brought death. It has brought brought famine. It has brought starvation. But I'm going to repay for the years that the locust have eaten. I don't know anybody that's had a better appointment history than andy stoddard i really don't i've served i think not just the best churches in the state of mississippi but the best churches in all of methodism i've been blessed in every every appointment that that i've had blessed beyond measure love all of them love all of them i've, I've been so fortunate god's been so good to us we fall in love with st matthews we fall in love with this church I mean, me personally, y'all are good to my wife and kids. And you're good to my wife and kids, and I love you. So, I mean, that goes a long way in my book. But, y'all, y'all let me preach with a Kaiser Blade. I mean, who does that? We dumped a dump load full of dirt in the front yard and said, hey, y'all come get some dirt. And y'all did it. Y'all have responded to visions and dreams and ideas in ways that are amazing. We get talked about in town. We're kind of crazy for Jesus. That's awesome. People are talking about what God's doing here. And I love it. Because, see, y'all, I believe God's repaying us right now for the years of the locust. Let's be honest. Hadn't always been easy, has it? We've lost some good people through the years, haven't we? Hadn't always been easy. There have been difficult days, difficult moments, and difficult decisions. And I believe that God is in the process because of your faithfulness for paying back that which the locust. Have eaten. I believe we here at St. Matthew's have an amazing history, a beautiful history, going back to Wesley and going back to, for many years. But I believe this with all that I am that our best days at St. Matthew's are yet to come. As Justin told us last week, we don't look back, we look forward. That our best days here in this church have yet to come, have yet to be unfolded, and have yet to be given to us, and that God is paying us back grace. For the years of hurt, for the years of anguish, for the years of brokenness, for the years of pain, God is pouring out his grace upon us in amazing ways. He is giving us a harvest of grace for the transformation, not just of this church, not just of this community, not just of this area, but for the transformation of the world. And he is giving us the grace to be life changers all over the world as we take root in his goodness. God pays us back for the brokenness. God pays us back for the pain. God gives grace where there was hurt, gives mercy where there was brokenness, and gives joy where there was weeping. God is taking our tears and our efforts and using them to change lives. See, that's the last thing about Joel. Notice the end of this passage. He says, your young men will see vision. Your, he says, says, I will pour my spirit. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will, old men will dream dreams. Young men will see visions. That's, that's Peter's text on Pentecost. That's what Peter preaches on Pentecost. See, so here's the thing about a harvest. What do you do with a harvest? Why do you plant and reap and sow and all this stuff? You don't plant to store up in the storehouses. You plant... To feed and have strength and have ability. And God is blessing us. God is taking root in our church, not so that we can store up in the storehouses, but so that we can have the strength and the ability and, and the grace and the mercy to change the world. God is pouring out his grace upon us, not for our own strength, not for our own sake, not for our own glory, but for his glory, and for his strength, and for his name, and for his majesty. Eleven people accepted Christ in this church last year, y'all. Eleven people put their faith in Jesus Christ for the first time, y'all. If that don't like the wood, you would, that's what this whole shooting match is about it's about Jesus Christ the harvest is not for us the harvest is for him for his glory for his purpose for his life for his kingdom that's why we do it it's all about Jesus I spend the message here from day one it's all about Jesus so every commitment every financial commitment every tithe, every offering, all of this, it's not for us. It's for him. And through your efforts, through your faithfulness, God is repaying what the locusts have destroyed. And y'all, our best days are yet to come. Our best days are yet to come. So take root with us. Take root with us. Take root with this church. Take root with all of your life in this church. And see. And see. What God wants to do. God had a great vision. For that missionary in Korea. To change that country. God has a great vision for us. Will we take root in it? Will we do it for his kingdom? Let's pray.